Welcome to Building Your Best Career, a podcast for professionals looking to find their voice, define their brand, and maximize their impact. Episodes are a collection of lessons from real life, interviews with people doing incredible things, tips and tools to get you on your way to realizing your infinite career possibilities. Okay, so today I want to talk about maximizing your potential working from home, right? We talked a few weeks about how to set yourself up for success as a work from home worker. And there's a lot of folks out there that have never done this before or only did it once a week or twice a week or once or twice a month. And then there's the few that did it a little bit more frequently than that. But I've gotten a lot of feedback from folks that are kind of struggling a little bit with this. And and it is a bit of an adjustment to do it full time every day. Now, granted, there are a lot of external factors here that are causing extra stress and aggravation and concern, loneliness, all of those those factors, right? But I, I don't want to focus on that so much. I really want to focus on getting you as productive as possible when working from home. I've been doing that work from home challenge on LinkedIn every morning. And the challenge that I posed today was to do an assess and adjust, to take a look at what's working for you, what's not. And I got some feedback back from folks that were wondering, what exactly does that mean? Are you talking about whether I should work from the couch or work from my bed? Are you talking about the hours that I'm working? How do I assess it and really make sure that I'm doing the best that I can? So I thought it would make sense to do a podcast episode so we could really kind of dig into some more specifics so that you knew exactly what I was talking about. So to start, you know, there, there's so much going on in the news about whether or not this is going to make changes after the fact to the way companies view work from home. And will this provide a lot more opportunity for folks to work remotely? And personally, I think, yes, it is going to change things, right? And I also hope that it will change things dramatically because I think that there is so much to be gained from allowing employees to work from home under the right circumstances. And I think that this is a really good opportunity for all of us to demonstrate that we are up to that challenge. We are capable of doing this. And should it be something we want to do long term, we should be afforded that opportunity because we've demonstrated that we can provide value. We've demonstrated that we can be organized and self-starting and productive in a remote setting. So there's no reason for us to go to the office unless there's something that our job is requiring us to do that for. So let's look at what it is that you have been doing and what's working and what's not. Let's talk first about your seating situation, right? Is your desk in a place that makes sense? Is it in a high traffic area of your home? Is it in an area where you get plenty of light if you have to do videos or you just are affected by sunlight and rain and all of that? Do you have a place where you have plenty of light so that you can see what it is that you're doing? Do you have uh, enough workspace so that you can spread your papers out if that's the way you like to work? Are you crammed into a corner because that's the only space you have where you can work? What's working and what's not about your workspace, right? Are there ways that you can maximize that space even if you only have a little bitty area, right? I moved my office down to the basement because I don't 
I live in a house full of people, right? My husband's online now and he's taking meetings. He's on, on conference calls and on video calls and listening to those things and talking to those things. And it was very distracting for me to be close to that. I do a lot of things where I'm talking to folks and it's very distracting for my clients to be listening to two conversations, right? So I moved my workspace to the basement. It's not as bright and sunny as I'd like, but I do have a lot of space. I put a makeshift table, you know, so I could spread my papers out. I've got my my whole little computer set up and the dog still follows me to the basement, right? So I did have to adjust. Do I miss my office? Yes, because I had it set up the way I wanted, but this is working for me too. And the longer I'm here, I'm making a little bit of adjustments here or there, and it's starting to work really well for me. I may actually consider moving my my office down here permanently when this is all done because I do have more space and it is very quiet down here and it is very secluded and for me that works for me. I don't have to worry about people making noise upstairs, doors opening and closing and feeling like I'm constantly being distracted by all of those things. I definitely suffer from squirrel syndrome where anything can pull my focus. I am able to motivate myself to sit at my desk and do my work, but it's easy for me to get distracted if I'm not completely engrossed, right? So you may be experiencing some of those things. Can you pull a a coffee table, which is what I'm using here to spread all my stuff out next to my little desk, right? Could you use a coffee table? Could you use a, a kid's table? Do you have an end table? You could use the floor. You could spread your papers out on the floor next to where you're going. Whatever it is to help you feel organized and in control of your little workspace is crucial, okay? Because that's where it starts. You need to feel control of your workspace and what's going on. Now, I realize that for those of us that have kids around the house and perhaps they're, they're little and you have to worry about them getting into things, you may have to clean this up at the end of every day or kind of cover it with a sheet, whatever it is that works for you, try to come up with ways that you can kind of barrier that off so that you don't have to worry about your workspace. And again, this is an iterative process. I didn't come up with my workspace in my original office the first week that I started working from home full time, right? It probably took me a month to really get it to the way that I felt comfortable and productive. And even after that, there were little things that I tweaked here and there. I got an extra shelf and I I moved my computer to the different side of the desk because of the lighting and things like that. So it's okay if it isn't absolutely perfect this week, right? But just be recognizing and making note of the things that are really working and keep those and adjust other little things about your workspace. The next thing I want to talk about is your schedule. How's your schedule working? Again, because of the other people in your household, perhaps you are not the sole dictator of your schedule. You may need to be online for certain periods of time based on what your your company or your organization or your work dictates, but you also may have other things that are pulling you. You may have to be doing some homeschooling right now. You may have to be doing some sharing of the, the noise factor because you have a spouse in the home that's also taking conference calls and, and you don't have the, the benefit of being able to hide out in the basement like I am. Okay, so how is your schedule working? Are there ways that you can sit down with your your roommate or your spouse who's in the household and try to figure out your schedule for the week? 
take a look at when your conference calls are and figure out what is going to work best for both of you and see if you can't adjust. Maybe you need to go and sit in your car for one or two calls that overlap during the day. Not optimal, I know, but it will mean that you can be fully present for your calls and you can be fully engaged with your work as opposed to distracted, right? Maybe you're doing trade-off with the homeschooling and you know maybe you do that for a few minutes and a few hours in the morning and then you work in the afternoon or vice versa. Maybe it's just you, right? And you wanna make sure that you have time to work out, you have time to do some exercises, you don't like to get up early in the morning and you're having a hard time because you're not feeling like you have to get up in the morning because you don't have to get up and do the commute and all of those things. So you're lying in bed longer than you typically would. Okay. What kind of things with respect to your schedule are working? Are you working way into the night because you don't have an end time, right? That was my first biggest challenge is when is it time to go home if you're already home, right? When other people are starting to leave or you have to leave to catch a bus or a subway or a, a commuter carpool type thing, you know when the end of your day is. When you're at home, sometimes it's really challenging to know when it's time to say it's the end of the day because you could just keep going, okay? I had that trouble. I kept saying, well, I don't know when I'm supposed to clock out because I still have more to do. Perhaps you want to clock out too early. It's three o'clock. You're thinking it's five o'clock somewhere. It's time to have a cocktail. It's time to have a beer. It's time to chat with your friends or your family and check in with them right? Maybe your schedule is just not gelling the way you would like. Take a look at that. See if you can't make adjustments. Again, if you know that you work best and we all have these rhythms, right? We all have these times that we know we are most productive. I am most productive first thing in the morning and just before the end of my day. There's a lull around one, two o'clock where I'm pretty useless, Right? I typically have my lunch a little bit later because I can really press on till about one o'clock and I get lots done. But then there's that lull around one o'clock. Like I was totally meant for the siesta, right? That's when I take my lunch and I kind of take about 40 minutes, hang out with the dog, go upstairs, make my lunch, kind of do my thing. And then I come back and it is a little bit of a slow burn for me to start up after lunch. I don't know that it's because I've just eaten, because it's not like I have big lunches. I think that's just a low energy point for me, but that's typically when I do kind of mindless stuff. Maybe I'm just organizing some files or doing some social media stuff. Maybe I'm just reading some articles, taking notes on, on things that I'm working on, right? That's kind of a downtime. And then I start kicking it up again before the end of the day and I get super productive. And that's kind of why I said, I don't know when to turn off at the end of the day because I start getting that second wind. We all have that. You have that. You may not realize it, but what are the times when you feel like you are super productive? Working from home, those are the times that you want to harness that energy as much as you can. Okay. And if it is first thing in the morning, get yourself out of bed and get to your desk and try to really capture that time and then allow yourself that downtime. Maybe it's for you, it's 11 o'clock and you need to have your lunch, or maybe you get on the treadmill, or maybe you turn on YouTube and do some kind of an exercise video. Maybe you take an hour, uh, an hour nap, right? To recharge, whatever works for you. Okay. And then get right back to the desk and start doing what it is 
that you need to be doing. Maybe you are not a morning person at all and you need your couple cups of coffee, you need to do some exercise, you need to hang out with your, your family or your pets and do the whole breakfast routine before you can really get going in the morning. Take a look at your schedule and see if you can't flex it around those maximum productivity times. Taking into account, obviously, you need to be online and present for work. But if you can put in 110% in those times and really knock it out of the park with what you're doing, they're going to be a little bit more forgiving if maybe you're slow to start in the morning and maybe you don't really bring it until 930 as opposed to some of the other folks that are on there at 730. Remember that you used to have a commute. You used to be transiting from here to there in some mode, right? Trains, planes, automobiles, whatever it was, okay? So really try to make sure that those times when you are super productive, you are doing your very best work. Take a look at your schedule and adjust your timing. Now, we talked again about writing down our schedule and holding yourself accountable both to yourself and to your household. Maybe you put it on the refrigerator and said, these are the times that I'm going to be in my office or these are the times that I'm going to be at my desk with my headphones on, please don't distract me. These are the times that I'm going to break for lunch or to walk the dog or to exercise or to clear my head, whatever it may be. Take a look at that schedule again and update it. Make changes to it. It's not written in permanent ink. If it is, throw it away and write a new one. The whole idea is you are trying to figure out what the best arrangement is for you of your time. Maybe you need to work late into the evening because you are doing homeschooling stuff. Okay, make adjustments for that. Maybe you need to sleep a little bit later because you're working till 10, 11 o'clock at night. Maybe you need to make adjustments there. Talk to your, your spouse, your roommate, your family members, whoever is in your house. If it's just you, it's easy enough to do. If it's going to impact something going on with work, send a note to your supervisor and say, hey, I'm finding that I'm getting tons done at this time. I really want to make sure that I'm available for any live action type thing that I need to per be participating in, like a conference call or a video call. But would it be okay if I shifted my hours a little bit and really did the bulk of some of my creative work in the evening because I'm finding that I'm just cranking out so much more high quality content for you at those times, right? Typically, I mean, unless there's a deadline when it needs to get in, if you get it in, they're not going to care if you're working late into the night as long as you're there for whatever, like I said, live action things you have to be available for. Now, maybe you need to be available on your email. That's fine. You can log on and be available on your email in the morning and make sure that you are taking care of whatever needs to be done as it goes, but you're doing the bulk of your really thought-provoking work later in the evening, right? I do encourage you to be in contact with your bosses and your supervisor, whoever's responsible for you at this time, okay? And that's the that's the last piece there is check in with them and see how you're doing. Do a pulse check. Ask for a conference call or a phone call or something. Even over lunch, ask them for a virtual coffee and say, you know, I'm new to this work from home. I think I'm doing pretty well in this area. I think I could do better at that area. What are your thoughts? How are you feeling? Are you feeling like I'm, I'm doing what I should be doing? Are you feeling like I'm responsive in my 
attendance? Are you feeling like I'm responsive with my deliverables? Are you feeling like the quality of my work is the same or even better because I feel like I'm I'm able to get more done now. I feel like I'm getting more work done in a shorter mer- matter of time or vice versa. Talk to your supervisors and find out what they're feeling. They may have some really constructive feedback. They may say, you know, you're handing in a whole lot more work right now, but I'm noticing that it feels a little sloppy. Or maybe it's, wow, you're getting way more done now than you ever did before. Keep up the good work. Whatever you're doing is obviously working. And explain to them, you know, hey, I'm working tons of hours first thing in the morning and then I'm kind of checking out in the afternoon for an hour and a half so that I could clear my head and do some exercise and do some homeschooling or whatever you need to do that's pulling your focus. Or maybe you're doing all of your stuff at the end of the night because you work best late, late at night. You know, I know folks and they are on between 10 p.m. and 3 a.m. I don't know how they do it because I'm an early to bed, early to rise kind of person. But there are folks and that is like their sweet spot. But most jobs, day jobs, don't allow for you to harness that. Working from home really can if you can figure out a way to make it work with your schedule, right? So find ways to adjust that and be in communication with your supervisor and talk to them about what's going on so that they're aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it and how you're doing it and be open and receptive to their feedback. Hopefully they are going to be constructive with it, right? They're not going to be, especially at this time with all that's going on, I think that a lot of bosses right now are giving a lot of leeway because we're all kind of stuck in the soup right now, right? So they're trying to be a little bit more flexible. So this is the perfect time for you to find the schedule that works for you, lobby for it, get buy-in, and then hopefully continue it later on if you so choose. They also may have some really good feedback about what other things they're seeing from other employees. You could also reach out to some of your fellow employees and say, you know, what's working for you? What's not working for you? If you're a supervisor, reach out to your employees and say, how are things going? Is your schedule working for you? How can I help you? Do you need a little bit more structure? Do you need a little bit more of me checking in on you? Do you need a little bit more gentle nudging to make sure that you stay on on schedule? The idea here is to really use all of our resources to maximize our effort, maximize our productivity, maximize our success. Just because you're home and by yourself and away from all of your coworkers doesn't mean that you have to be disconnected from them. I think that many organizations are trying to move heaven and earth to make sure that people are still having meetings and conference calls and and video conferences and virtual happy hours, all of those things. But some of the onus is on us to make sure that we remain actively engaged. We remain social and networked and involved, okay? So don't allow the opportunity that you are home alone and able to hide out from the world to completely squash any kind of progress that you've made in being in the office and building those relationships. You don't want those to dwindle right now. You want to make sure that you stay engaged. And even if you're not a networking person and you're not really comfortable being around people, maybe you're super introverted or you just don't like people, whatever it is, this is the perfect opportunity for 
those folks, and I put myself in that group because I am pretty introverted, this is the perfect kind of a situation for us to really thrive because you don't have to have the full exhaustion of being on and in person and in everybody's face. You don't have to be in front of a room full of people in person. You have that camera between you or that, that speaker phone between you that kind of gives you a little bit of shield, a little bit of cover. And you really can maximize your networking right now. You can be on LinkedIn. You can be showing up to all of the different conference calls and participating because you have a little bit of that, that protection between you and the group. Look at it that way. You know, look at this as a great opportunity to really expand and increase your participation. If there's happy hour, stop in. You only have to be there for five minutes. You don't have to worry about driving to it now and driving home. You don't have to worry about, hey, you don't drink. Everybody's going to be drinking. That's fine. Bring a glass of orange juice. Bring a glass of milk. Bring a glass of water, whatever it is. They don't have to know what it is that you're drinking. If you're uncomfortable with that situation, they can, they can't, whatever. Just show up and say, hi, how's it going? Chit chat with them for a little bit. You've now showed up to a happy hour. Maybe you've never been to a happy hour before, right? Stay for the first 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. The happy hours right now that are going on virtually are a totally different animal because you have to remember everybody is in their house. So we're meeting spouses. We're meeting children. We're meeting pets. We're seeing people in a much more personable setting, much more vulnerable, much more friendly and collegial as opposed to a lot of the airs that go on when we go to different happy hours and networking events. This is a great way to really get to know the real people that you are working with, that you are networking with. Okay. So take this opportunity to take that part of your career to the next level, because at the end of the day, Networking is so important. It's such a valuable tool in your career toolbox. I, I just can't talk enough about how valuable a meaningful and true network of people that you have around you can, it, it just can really make or break your career in many places. And this is a great time for you to focus on that. You never know how many people you're working with that are feeling really lonely right now and they really appreciate five minutes of your time. That may pay dividends years later, right? They will remember that you were there for them in a challenging time and you may not even know that you were there for them. You may not even know or vice versa. Maybe you're feeling really lonely and that's a really great opportunity to kind of let some folks in that you wouldn't normally. Have a group, again, it doesn't have to be a happy hour. Maybe do some kind of a team building thing over, over Zoom or one of those video chat things, right? You would normally do it in a conference room or in a boardroom or a meeting room, wherever. There's no reason why you can't do group training over virtual networks, right? There's no reason why you can't do some kind of a group activity. Maybe you do a lunch. Bring your lunch to work. You do your brown bag series. Suggest these things to your supervisor, Suggest these things to your team. Maybe you keep up doing those kinds of brown bags and do them once a week instead of once a month. Everybody's got to take a break at some point during the day. And at home, there's lots of different topics that we could talk about for brown bags that are a little bit more laid back and really foster more team than you would 
normally, okay? Because it is all about team. So I diverged there a little bit on the networking, but you get my drift. It is definitely something that I'm seeing is such a huge opportunity right now for folks to shine at work by trying to draw everybody together and really emphasize the idea of folks working together and drawing strength from one another and helping prop each other up and build one another up because this is such a great time where we can do that. And I, I sincerely think that those are the kinds of things that really can impact your career. And when we go back to the office or we go back to the regular setting here in a couple days, weeks, months, whatever it may be, those will have lasting impacts. Okay. And for you to be able to demonstrate that you can do that, even in a work from home situation will really set you apart in that role. So I hope you're hanging in there. I hope that you're not feeling super overwhelmed in your work from home role. I hope that these ideas on how to make assessments and adjustments will help make it even better for you. I have talked to some folks that are still struggling with the whole idea of creating a schedule and sticking to the schedule and holding themselves accountable. I've created a couple of planner sheets couple different styles because everybody kind of bends their days in different ways and I'll post that up to LinkedIn and you can also find it on the the homepage for my website I'll put it up there uh, kellyfeatheringham.com and if you have challenges if you are struggling if you have questions about any of this reach out to me you can find me on LinkedIn you can find me on Facebook I'm in all the social medias I don't do Twitter too much but I even have Instagram and all that Kelly Featheringham, it's the same all across the board. Just search for me. You can go to my website and leave a comment. There's a box on there. You can click for a virtual coffee and a chit-chat. We can get on the phone. I, I get it. This is really challenging for a lot of folks, and I hate to think that there's people out there that are really struggling with this. Work is hard enough without adding added stress of all of this going on. And now we're going to add on top of it the folks that feel stressed about making sure that they don't screw up their job because they don't feel that they're good at working from home. Okay, so reach out to me. I am available whenever my calendar is free and I'm trying to, to keep as much of it open as possible to chat with folks. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear how things are going. Even just drop me a note, like I said, on Facebook or LinkedIn, and we'll find a way to connect. Stay healthy, stay well, have a great day. All right, so thanks for listening to Building Your Best Career. I hope you enjoyed it. Head on over to buildingyourbestcareer.com and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Feel free to drop me a note with any topics you'd like to hear about or if you'd like to be a guest on an episode. And please go ahead and recommend me to your friends. Until next time, always remember to stand up and be confident. Stand by all that you do and say with integrity and stand out because after all, there's only one you.